welcome back to another week. It is, well, it's Wednesday if you're listening to this when the show debuts, but it is a nice Saturday evening for me. It's like nine o'clock. I have a free weekend without my girls. And what's funny is I wasn't planning on recording an episode this weekend because I have already a couple episodes recorded ahead of time I like to batch things up a little bit so I'm kind of like ahead of the game and I have things recorded but I had a coaching session with one of my clients recently and she this topic came up of buffering and I just thought oh I I think it's a it was a good topic to share with you guys um so yeah so it's buffering I think we like I said we tend to think that buffering is this little circle that happens when we're watching the video load slowly we're like waiting for youtube to load um but buffering is a concept again um from my co- my coach brooke she um describes it as using an external thing to change how we feel emotionally so if you think of a buffer what a buffer is it's to, it's something that it gives you space between another thing and so when we think talk about buffering it's doing something to avoid feeling a feeling right so this can be anything like drinking alcohol or doing drugs overeating shopping having sex gambling uh, going on social media netflixing and chilling working out there's lots of different things that we use to buffer but I think some of the most popular things would be drinking alcohol, overeating, overworking even. Sometimes I think a lot of men do this. But the reason I want to talk to you guys about it this week was because, yeah, I I had a recent situation. So I kind of want to tell you the story. My particular client called me on a Saturday morning. So when I have one-on-one clients, they have access to me via this app called Voxer. And it's a texting and voice messaging app. So I offer this to them when they're with me during my tw- their 20 weeks with me. If they have an urgent matter, or they're just dealing with something and they can't get through it, they can contact me. So this particular um, client of mine had an issue where she let me know that she was woke up feeling really anxious. And she was thinking that she was just going to work out and she would feel better. So she didn't understand why she was taking an antibiotic and maybe it was, she read that the antibiotic can cause anxiety. And so she said, I'm just going to work out. I know I'm going to feel better, but I'm just like nonstop have these anxious feelings, anxious thoughts. And so this is what I'm going to do. And I think she had very good intentions. She thought that working off the stress would help her. And although I'm, you know, working out is a good thing to do, it's, it can be a negative when you're doing it to avoid an emotion, right? So I told her, okay, well, you know, you can definitely work out, but let's talk about the thoughts that are, that you've been having that are causing this, this anxiety. So she explained that she was having thoughts about the fact that her boyfriend was going to come into town and she was anxious about the planning and the prep and everything she had to do to prepare and she wanted it to be perfect because every time she went to his house it was really nice and he made everything really great for her and she was worried about like the temperature in the house and just a lot of things but it was just overwhelming her and it was causing her to have a lot of anxiety and so but she wasn't aware that she was doing this. She just thought these thought these thoughts are normal, and 
I'm just anxious for some weird reason. I'm going to go work out. And when I exposed or just, you know, showed her her thoughts after doing the model with her, if you're familiar with, if you've listened to episode two, then you know what I'm talking about, the thought model. And if not, I'll put it in the show notes, definitely. So what we did was we did the model and I showed her that the thoughts that she was having, you know, the... I want things to be perfect. I have to clean. I have to do, you know, we have to do this. I have to do that. He's not going to like it. When I go to his house, it's like this. And when he's here, you know, and just over and over and over. And when I showed her what it was that she was thinking, I said, this is, can you see how this is causing the feelings that you're having? And she's, you know, she was really surprised. She didn't, she was really surprised because she thought that the feelings that she had were not that they were normal, but she didn't correlate the two. And and so she felt a lot better after we spoke and I told her, I suggested like, see, doing the model, it does really paints a picture for us. It helps us sometimes when you write it out and sometimes you don't even have to write it out. I know for me, I go, I get on my phone and I go in my notes app and I do, I do a model. I do the model probably at least like five times a day. I am my own um, student, I self coach all the time, um, which is why I'm able to help my clients because I'm, I have been doing the model for five years. And so when you do it regularly, your things don't get past you. Like it's your, you, I probably have felt all the feelings that any of my clients have felt. So I explained to her, do you see how beneficial it is to sit and do the model really quickly and just so you can see what is causing it? Because whenever you're having an emotion, it's always a thought that's causing it, right? But I wanted to get to the part of buffering. So what she was trying to get away from was the emotion of anxiety. And so she wanted to buffer with working out. She thought, if I burn off this excess energy, if I burn off this stress, I'm going to feel better afterwards. And granted, she probably would have, but she was avoiding seeing and the awareness of the thoughts that she's thinking and and learning from the experience, right? There's nothing wrong with having anxiety. There's nothing wrong with being a little stressed or worried. But if you're feeling that feeling and then you're avoiding it by doing something else to cover it up, then typically you're going to have some negative consequences. One of the things that I notice when people do any type of buffering, drinking, shopping, overeating, we always have a negative consequence from it. When you overeat, what happens? Typically, you end up gaining weight and then you beat yourself up. It's typically cyclical. Then you eat more because you feel bad and then you gain weight and then it's just like this vicious cycle. The drinking, well, that can have so many negative consequences, but more than anything, it could be like spending a lot of money on drinking or going out. It could be, you know, a DUI or it could be like the horrible hangover the next day and just being completely inoperable because you drank so much the night prior. And I understand the reasoning when you're in the moment of being stressed out and it's like, let me grab a glass of wine, been there. But when it's your go-to, instead of looking at your feelings and understanding why you're feeling them, you're not going to get any control over your life. It will always be this false pleasure or this avoidance to not feel a feeling, right? So that's where I think the thought model is so, so helpful. Another thing that I want to offer is that feeling a feeling is nothing other than a sensation in your body. It's not going to kill you, right? If you have a panic attack and it gets overboard, well then, you know, obviously that still won't kill you, but you will feel like you will. But 
a feeling is nothing but a sensation or a vibration in your body. And we tend to do these things like buffering, overeating, drinking, sex, drugs, shopping, overworking, working out, because we're worried about feeling this feeling in our body. I, which I understand, it feels logical in the moment. You feel like you can't handle it, but I promise you that you can. You have gotten through so many things in your life. Most of you listening have lived, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You've gone through hard times and you've come out on the other end and you've been fine, right? So the thought model teaches us that our thoughts create our feelings. If you're feeling a feeling that you don't want to feel or that it's uncomfortable and then you do a thought model and you're aware what thoughts are causing the feelings, it's it's no different than deciding I want to feel happy. How can I feel happy in this moment? Or how can I just feel a little better than what I'm feeling, right? Maybe just joyful or just content or just even normal something. What I suggest to my clients is Think of a time where you were very happy. Think of a time where you were excited. Think of a time where you were laughing and joyful. Something like the, you know, the birth of your child, the, your wedding day, um, when you got a promotion, when you got a raise, when you closed escrow on your house and you moved in, when you, on Christmas day, when you opened up a great gift, these can all conjure up a happy emotion. And you can think that thought right now and choose that emotion. It's nothing other than a decision. I also want to offer, what would life look like if you didn't buffer? What would life look like if you felt the emotion and didn't reach for an external pleasure instead of feeling the feeling that you have right now? It may seem like it's impossible. It may, because we're so used to these, these external pleasures, like alcohol, a glass of wine, a beer, whatever it is. We're so used to having these things that help us cope. It feels like it would be impossible to live without them. I promise you it's not. Initially, you're going to have a little bit of a withdrawal, right? Especially if you're used to like, if your go-to is like cookies or ice cream or binging like on a pack of Oreos or whatever it is, it feels like it would be impossible to let that go. And initially, you are going to have the the withdrawal, right? If you gave up coffee, if you gave up alcohol, I've given up alcohol many, many times in the past five, seven years. And maybe the first week, it's a little hard. And then you get used to it. And less time that you have consuming anything, your body gets used to that life, right? I also want to give you an example of what reaching for an external thing for happiness, what that would, what that looks like. And play along with me here. So let's say you're at the mall and a random weird person comes up to you and says, Hey, 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 um, ma'am, I don't know you, but can you give me a hug? And can you tell me that I, I look beautiful, that I look really nice today? And can you give me a hundred dollars? Cause that would make me so happy. Like it would just make me so happy. Like, can you just do that for me really quick? Like, just do it right now. You would think this person is crazy. You would think, who, who are you? You don't know me and you are asking me for these things. I No, I'm not going to give them to you. You'd walk away and just think, you know, you'd have a great story to tell. So that's, I think it's no different than how we reach for an external pleasure 
to, we're asking this thing to give us some happiness at the moment or some pleasure or some just joy or, or, or a numbness. Sometimes it's, we're just asking for like neutral. We don't want to feel the bad thing. We don't really want to feel joy. We just want to feel numb. Forget about it. It's, It's no different than asking a bottle of wine to make you feel good. It's no different than asking a tub of ice cream to eat it and make you feel good. Nothing changes other than you get a little bit of a dopamine hit from these things. And then I guarantee you, once it's gone, you're going to just drop, right? Or you're going to consume the things and then you're going to feel like shit after. You're going to feel bad. You're going to beat yourself up. And then it's a vicious cycle all over again, right? Were you even really happy when you did these things? When you had the sex? When you went shopping? You probably if anything when you if you're an over shopper there's a lot of people who like just are shopaholics and that's where they get pleasure i can imagine what their like what their bank account looks like or what how much money they would have in savings if they didn't seek out this external you know purchasing habit to make them feel good so it's no different and i would argue that you're not any happier doing the thing if you were just to feel the feeling that you're supposed to feel because life is not perfect all the time. We're not meant to feel happy all the time. We're not meant to be ecstatically joyful and laughing and smiling all the time. Life is 50-50. There's sadness, there's grief, there's anxiety, there's worry, there's stress, but there's also happiness and joy and elation and every other good adjective and feeling that you can think of. And these false pleasures, these, this buffering that we do, it ends up really bringing us a negative result. I would think that most of the time, the things that we reach for are a little bit of a vice or they're a crutch and they, they can bring us a really, a really negative result. One thing that I think feeling my emotions and really being aware of my thoughts has brought me is a real confidence in myself to handle any situation. I would argue that this would be the case for any of you if you started being aware of the thoughts that you have and feeling the feelings that you have. What you end and not buffering specifically too. What you end up doing is you teach yourself that hey, I could get past a difficult situation and I'm okay. I didn't die. Life went on. I was able to handle it. I am strong AF, right? It gives you such a confidence in yourself that you know you can get through anything. And if if anything, that to me is just priceless. No glass of wine can beat that. No, you know, sleeve of Oreos can beat that. No sexual experience can beat that. No cute blouse from Zara and shoes, even though I really love them, um, could be the confidence that I've gained in having full control over my thoughts and my emotions and thus my actions and my results. It's, it's priceless. And that's what's on the other end of awareness and not buffering. I couldn't suggest it more. I couldn't offer it more. I couldn't recommend it more. I teach this to my clients. I'm seeing the changes that they're having. I'm seeing the awareness that they're having. Every time we meet, they finish my sentences without me even, you know, getting into a rant. The self-awareness is just, it's amazing. And it, it's, it can grow day by day. You could just do one model a day or just avoid, you know, avoid buffering for a day and you can 
see the growth that you'll have when you take control over the awareness that you have and the choices that come along with it. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing life, which is why I do what I do. <laughs> so this is a bit of a short episode, but I think it's such an important topic. If you have any questions, again, feel free to leave them on the show notes in the comment section on AnnabelleEngleton.com. So I hope you learned a little bit. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.